genuine is going to ride his pony or something like that. And then it's like, it's just letters of the alphabet. Like it's not even that clever at all, but it's just for the adults to be like, going, <laughs> genuine, that song. And then we'd sing the song a little bit. I used to grind to that song. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the grind, the Aussie grind when you can't dance. Just grind. Just all grind. Just grind. Just leg hump. Some girl wants to grind. Grind. Sure. grind. You're a grinder? Yeah, big time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember dancing at um at Crush, which was the under 18 dance party at Seagull World. And we used to, we go in and you had to buy your tickets. You go in and buy your tickets. <laughs> and then like, you buy it like on the Rush. Saturday and then you go back in that night, but we'd get, we'd get super drunk. And then you try and get in like past security with them. Be like, schools. hey, you've, yeah. you're drunk. Like, I'm not drunk. I'm okay. Yeah. And then you get in. Yeah, it was just, like it was all on. Just grinding, video games, hip hop room. I never went. <laughs> How did you never go? You, I was just you, a hater. Bro, you would have done so well. There. I would have done so. I was a hater. You were actually black. I was <laughs> <laughs> I was at the front like once or twice, you know, meeting people after or whatever. Doing like actual good shit afterwards. Rat bags just running around the front. No, I just I just never went. I was I was a bit of a hate. I was like, fuck it. Don't need it. I got kicked out for smoking cigarettes in the toilet. I remember that. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So stupid, right? Grinding and smoking ciggies in the yeah, yeah, just sucking ciggies. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no drinking. No, it's under 18. Yeah. You can go play cigarette, like all the video games are available. Is it a bowling alley? No, nah, man, it was Seagull World. World. It was like a oh, I remember that. different rooms. There was BJ's game. going on in the toilets and shit. I heard stories of- Fuck, I, I never got people there. getting bashed. We're recording, by the way. Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't. I, I, yeah, there was some people. Uh, for sure. That I, I mean, you know, unfortunately, I was too. never exposed to that myself, but um, not at that age. <laughs> but dude, yeah, it was fucking hilarious. Crush. But yeah, that was- Even the, Sega World. No one knows. Sega World was, place just was came and disappeared. Yeah, it was dumb. meant to be the- fucking best thing ever and they just disintegrated i remember what was there before sega world and i love that and there's still like a bit of a um fond memories with the basketball courts that were there i don't know if you remember the basketball courts huh i don't uh, just like uh courts the um and they were just public courts people would be playing games there like you do at any cool little cent i mean i feel like those areas aren't around anymore because we replaced them by buildings you could have a Meriton. A Meriton on top, you wouldn't just have one square and a quarter acre with like five basketball courts on it, would you? But we, we used to be in the middle of the city and people used to come down, play ball all day, hang out, had steps on the outside, like a little bit of an amphitheater type vibe. And, um, and you know how it is. You just come in, swap out, three on threes, whatever was going on. I used to go there and hang out with my older brothers and they played. And you didn't... That that the sh- that road that you take into the city now mm. that goes down through that from Anzac Bridge. Yeah, that wasn't. We didn't take that road before. Hey, that's been. We had the little bridge at instead of Glebe Island Bridge. You had the little bridge that comes up past Channel Ten. Yes, you know? that's right. The lo- it was lower, low, and it yeah. was only about. I'm just trying. I'm long. trying to picture that that section with the basketball because I'm sure I would have seen it, but I, I can't. Re- it was right it there where Sega well was. It was like that tan coloured. Yeah, it was cool, cool spot. That was the good old days of the city. Yes. I can't mm. remember that far back. Guys, welcome to episode 78, Jungle Brothers Podcast. We had a beauty last week uh, talking about social media and remaining sane and ethics around it and that kind of thing with a friend of ours, Shona Virtue, on the podcast, which was really cool. 
that hour flew by and uh, I feel like we could we could do another part or two off that. Definitely. And, and I do think that that topic will unfold over time and there'll be more to talk about. But yeah, it was really cool to kind of crack the lid on that. Mm. Um, if you haven't listened to that, go check that out. It was a, it was a super cool episode. Um, today, uh, we didn't have an episode planned. It's my job to be the guy that has the topics ready to go and the, the guests booked and whatnot. And I just didn't do it this week. I just didn't get to it. And then it always gets to like 15 minutes before and then one of us will be like, what, what about this idea? And then it'll be like, yep, that sounds good. Or, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll adjust a little bit and then settle. So we've settled. We've found an idea and we've recruited Aaron Howley, Coach Azza. Welcome, Azza. Thank you. Welcome back. Yeah, cheers. Third time now. Third time. Yeah. Are you a bit more rested this time? Yeah. I remember you were going through some sleep deprivation back those days because Ruby was n- newborn. Uh, no, I'm still going through that. Still happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit more relaxed now under, yeah. in, in front of the mic. <laughs> yeah. Good man. Yeah. Um, we're going to rip into a bit of this talk about small business and parenthood. And I guess there's a three fathers here and then a father to be, which is myself. So there's a, there's a bit to sort of unpack with all that. And this is not just a fatherhood thing. Like I said, it's, it's a parenthood chat, really starting business and having kids and building a family and all that stuff. And why it always seems to happen at the same time. Before we rip into that, I want to tell a story about how the coffee came to be with us today. Um, has anyone been listening story to Story time with Joe. Story time. People, there's fans out there that like Joe's stories. <laughs> they like Joe's stories. We've heard them too many times. <laughs> have any of you guys listened to my podcast re- recommendation of Behind the Bastards? Has anyone cracked you, on to those? I haven't Behind done it yet. Behind the Bastards. You've, it's you've a great, a oh, times. you would love it, T. He just talks oh, yeah. about the biggest bastards in history. Oh, Everywhere yeah. from Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> to um, uh, like Pol Pot. To, oh, wow. Yeah, it talks about the beginnings, beginnings of anti-vaccination movement. Talks oh, about Hitler, just wow. amazing. But what he does, which is characteristic of his show, because he's always talking about bad things. He's always talking about genocide, rape, child abuse, like just horrible shit. Oh. And he's a pretty comical Why guy. Why would I love that? Well, you, you, a lot of people there that, you know, Trump gets featured. You uh, like listening to things about Trump. Uh, yeah. It's I, not that though. Hating on him. I love the episode, you know, I love yeah. it, but the, the subject matter is dark, but he has a way of bringing yeah, some I'd humor like to it while I'd also like informing you. But um, he has these segues into his product advertisements that are always, <laughs> and, so, and, he, and he intentionally does them really awkward. So he'll have a guest on every episode. And essentially his guest is a friend of his, they're usually a comedian. And he'll be like, Today, uh, today's part one of three on um, Scientology. And I'm gonna tell oh, you all about L. Ron Hubbard. And they'll be like, great. And so he'll tell the story and then he'll inform his guest and then they'll ask questions and add bits here and there. But then he'll be, then he'll say like, so Tiora, do you know what doesn't rape children and cause mass genocide in Ethiopia? And you'll say, <laughs> no. And I'll say, Doritos. <laughs> and then he'll go to like a Doritos ad. That's awkward. Yeah, it's super fucking awkward. But he always does it and he, and he draws them out and they're, they're, you're like, oh God, it's cringy and whatever. But I am, I'm sort of taking a bit of that. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. So anyways, the coffee today from Tree uh, I go to his cafe every Friday morning and he gives me the coffee that is on our podcast. This is Panavore Cafe that sponsors our show. And I went to the cafe today and he wasn't there. And I sat down and I ordered and he texted me and said, hey man, uh, I'll drop your coffee off at the gym this morning. I'll be there in 30 minutes. And uh, I said, dude, I'm already, I'm at your cafe. And he was like, oh shit, uh, I'm at home. I'll come down. And then yeah, I was like, oh, okay, if you want, I can just come by and pick it up on the way. He said, no, 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 I'll bring it to you. And so um, 
moments later, I hear the girls talking about it was Tree's birthday yesterday, and so he had you know went out last night or whatever, mm. did some had, you know, had some drinks, and like today's his day off, and the fucking guy on his day off is up in the morning. First thing he's thinking about is getting the coffee to me for our show that he gives us free, and then he walks down to the down to the cafe, which is bustling, right? Think of it on your day off coming to the gym when it's bustling, like mm. you know. People want to say hi to you, conversate, like all that. And so he comes to the cafe and is like, he's a coffee man, then sits Damn. and has a coffee with me. And then like I leave. Oh, what a fucking guy. He's yeah, always he's like that. He's, yeah, I'm, I mean, that is amazing. Um, I'm a part not surprised because I've seen him do things like that before. Like he's always given us stuff. He's very generous, yeah. Yeah, when he comes around or if he forgets. He always gives me a free shot when yeah. I go in there. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Free shot of coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Free shot of coffee, yeah. You walk out buzzing. Yeah, yeah. that or like a up. bag of coffee or something. Mm. Thank you. There. Thank you, Tree. Thank you, Tree. I'm sipping Thank this. you, Panavore. Where are we at, gents? Um, Paul's got three kids. T's got two kids. Three. Three. One, one, one in the One in the belly. Mm. One in the oh, yeah, Coming out in four true. weeks' time. Four weeks, brother. Third yeah. coming. Azza, how old's your one? Ruby's 16 months. 16 months. Yeah. And how far along is your, another, your second one? Uh, not in the works yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. And Joe? And I've got uh, ours is 24 weeks old, still in the belly. Bang. Yeah. 24 weeks it's been created. It's been created. And then we've got, you know, Hattie, which is like my half child that we have sometimes. So there's some kid stuff you're, in there. You're a practicing dad. I'm a practicing you? dad. But what I, you know, I've, I think I feel, um, I feel quite fortunate being that our business is in a place where it is now that I'm coming into fatherhood mm. and I look back at you guys and remember us grinding this thing from the very beginning and mm. you guys having your first kids. Mm. And I remember watching that and being like, fuck, that looks tough. <laughs> Not tough, like unmanageable. It just looks like a lot to manage. Well, it's still yeah, going to be yeah. tough for you, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Just does it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to enjoy that too. Watch you come in tired. He's like laughing. He's like, ah, and then he's like, ah, size so like four weeks. <laughs> I'm watching you really enjoying your training I'm just lately. Glad I got someone to, to do it with. That's true. Like me. Yeah. That's, that's, sorry. I'm really not far ahead there anyway. Not at all. No. no You'll no, be no. coming out the other end a little bit. You'd yeah. like to think a little bit. How old is Lucia? Eight months. Eight months. Let's mm. talk about the sleepless nights. How many times are, is, are your bubbies waking up at the night now? Oh, Jesus, Ruby's really bad at the moment. She's like, we went away. We went, uh, Sarah's mates got her and myself a night away um, in the Crown Plaza in Hunter Valley and a hot air balloon ride for her birthday. Birthday was back in July. They booked it and they were like, we're going to look after Ruby for the night. And uh, so we went away. This was about three weeks ago. We mm. went away one night away in the hotel, done the hot air balloon ride. And there was a roster. The girls organized the roster because they had to go to work and stuff. And it was on a Sunday uh, Sunday day and then Monday morning. And there was, so there was eight people that, <laughs> that babysat Ruby over oh, like wow. a probably 36 hour period or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so it was like so many different And they were faces. all exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> so they all came in and they all, you know, they had their, they had their roster done out. But ever since we came back, she's been sleeping terribly. And I don't know what it is, whether it's oh, like, wow. like sep we, we were thinking like separation anxiety or something yeah. like that. But um, yeah, she's been, she's been waking up sometimes 
like for the first week it was like every hour she'd be waking up oh. even even less something would be like could be 30 minutes she'd just be crying all she wants is for someone to be there so once you go in and you let her know you're there um or sometimes we even just shush her from the um from uh, the door no yeah, from the door from the intercom yeah um then that works as well but yeah she has to like hear you or you know know that you're yeah, there that, and yeah. then and then she'll go back to sleep but then as soon as you gotta go back to sleep she's like awake again oh yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's terrible Fuck. It's, it's been like that for um it's like it's like yeah. a torture device when you yeah. think about it isn't it it's what they do to get like information out of people yeah yeah like deprive them of sleep. sleep deprivation yeah it's the one yeah so it's pretty bad at the moment but um yeah, it's, we've, she's never been great though. So right. we're sort of just used to it now. Used to it. Yeah. I can relate to that torture. Yeah, you, are you in the, the same, same uh, boat? Not necessarily. All but three just like on, the, on the torture thing, like it is a bit like that. So it sounds like a horrible word to use, but like sleep deprivation can be just such a motherfucker. Like when you're trying to sleep and you're struggling with it, it's like all night, you know what I mean? It's terrible. And like all the mothers as yeah. well, obviously. It's just that there's fathers here today. Now, she's doing pretty good um, at the moment. Um, well, she got a little bit sick. She's getting up once at the moment and crying in the morning. But we had her down for uh, – uh, she'd sleep all the way through um, until a week ago. Um, she was sleeping all the way through for like three weeks or four weeks or something like that. Yeah, we Tash did really well um, to time it and we used a, you know, a technique. We got some help. Um, and it was a reasonably smooth transition. I guess it's kind of gotten easier every child in how to understand it, when you should do it, the patience when doing the control crying or any similar technique. Um, so, yeah, but they've all got their own little rocky roads in, in each one of their stories. But um, it's not too bad at the moment. And Tash definitely does all the getting up, most of the getting up. All the time. Well, things change very quickly, <coughs> don't they? Like one second they're sleeping through, next second they're not, then mm. they are, and then they're not, and mm. you just kind of ride that wave. It yeah, is, it's a definite wave, eh? It's very up and down, yeah. yeah. I was talking about it to my wife the other day. I was like, oh, I'm really not looking forward to having the sleepless night. She looks at me, she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't even do exactly. anything anyway. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, yeah, but I hear things and then I got to like roll over. And <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh God. Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this time I'm going to be very active with the getting up and rocking baby to sleep and that kind of stuff. You've made the decision to be. To yeah, do I that was with the first two as well. Right. Um, but yeah, I kind of, th I, I think it's important to share the load. I mean, I probably, Dee's going to do most of it because usually she's got the boobs. Yeah. But um, I definitely the weaning off process, like getting, when they get off the boob, that's where I feel like I can come in handy yep. the yep. most. Yeah, totally. Know? Totally. As they start to get older. But also because we've got the two older ones now, I think we'll fall into a role where I'm just looking after the uh, TMI and Ty and we'll go out and do stuff and, just give D some space and, and Bobby some space, you know? Mm. Yeah. That kind of thing. Keep those two, like, entertained. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did largely. Um, and I'd say make sure you get your time with, with, the, baby. with the baby in uh, the yeah, first course, yeah. four months type period where they're just in their own bubble. Because I, I I found that I was doing – I was playing my role, but at the same time I, I didn't get – you know, you, Connection. You're often – yeah, yeah, yeah. The last one to hold her or something like that. Then but it, yeah. Then thinks you're a stranger and 
That's Christ, crazy. every time you get <laughs> <laughs> some chocolate and then yeah. <laughs> mining it. <laughs> chocky milk, you want that chocky milk? <laughs> Are you having another one? Uh, yeah, it's that's some stage. Yeah, no plans yet. No plans. No, but yeah, it's sort of that. We like it makes sense to have another one and to have them all fairly, you know, within a year or two of each other. But um, it's just so much work. It so is, it's yeah. like. You know. And when the second one comes, it's double the work. Yeah. And supposedly when the third one comes, and you could correct me on this, it's like quadruple the work. Is that right? You feel like the workload's doubled again with the third? Not really. Nah, it's more like... Tripled. No, no, Quartered. It's, it's, it's good. It's pretty good. Like, you know, they say that you, you can just keep having more after a certain... It's the Fijian so guy. Remember. No, no, yeah. it, no it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it has an interesting it's effect. Cool. <laughs> you're, it's, it's, yeah, you, you get, you get the extra one. So there's, you've got to pay her attention. But at the same time, something happens between the other two, where they break off and they look towards each other a bit more, and they're getting older as well. Uh, yeah. So there's a maturity that happens there, and um, yeah, it's kind of, it's not all that, not hugely. Uh, and you know, oh, that's nice to know. And no, man, it's a good thing. Like, like in terms of like, it's, it would be fine to <laughs> take it from me, <laughs> <laughs> the most unqualified guy. Yeah. Can tell you. <laughs> but as he says, it's hard work. You're like, ah, oh, it's hard work. But at least it's like a, a a investment that has a guaranteed return. It's not like you're going to a job that you hate and there's thankless. And you know, like every time that you you have children, there's always. The, all those things that you gain from it, you know what I mean? Um, mm. Tell me more about those gains. Gain. <laughs> <laughs> what can you put those returns into a monetary value? <laughs> no, I can't. The margins are we <laughs> yeah, talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm poor and happy, and my tears are tears <laughs> of joy. And I, sleep I, what's the um? <laughs> but so what? What I get like confused about is the um with the sleep deprivation, like. Like, cause obviously like I've experienced that say with work, you know, like when we've been on films or whatever, or even when we're building the gym and you're here till midnight and then you're up early and you can do it for a certain amount of time. And then you're like, you just have to fucking sleep. Right. But I feel like with the baby thing, that opportunity just doesn't come until like a year down the track or two years down the track. Hopefully. How the fuck does that even <laughs> yeah. work physiologically? Like, do you just crumble I, at the seams or do you kick into some kind of, other gear that you didn't know you had pre-baby? I think it's different for everyone and to, to yeah, try and also save the baby it. as well. And the baby too, yeah. It's different. Yeah. Some people have kids that just like never sleep. Like Steph and Elise have uh, tw twin boys and they like would do, um, they, they tag teamed. Oh God. So one would always be awake at one point over the 24 hour period all the time. That's so one would sleep while the other mm. one would wake, and it was just like they well, made for an two arrangement years. for two years. Someone <laughs> had to, it was like night shift, yeah, and they had like sleep uh, nurses come in, and the twins would just run them ragged. They'd leave exhausted and I, failed. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's uh, there's definitely definitely um, like another gear that you kick into. Obviously, it's different for everyone, but there's definitely that there's something that happens there because. I mean, if someone kept, if you just woke, if somebody kept just waking you up and there was no, you know, you didn't have a child to get up for, you were just getting woken up every 30 minutes <laughs> or 60 minutes it. or whatever, like you would be wrecked the next, like you'd give be in. so cranky you'd the next in day. So you'd, easy, give in. Like, you'd be so annoyed. You'd be sick, anymore. right? Like, 
if like, you just so yeah, you'd end up just yeah, snapping. But um, I think yeah, you just you just you just get used to it, and it's just um, because you don't really. It's not like an angry thing, like oh god, I'm up again. Like it's not that bad. It's it's you sort of in a way like don't don't really mind doing. I mean, obviously it's not ideal, but you're it's it's not as if you're like angry either. You know, it's sort of just like it's fine. It's like then, Bobby has that effect on you though to, yeah. to like pick them up and you're like, oh, they just kind of soothe the, yeah. when they're not crying. Yeah, you know? yeah. So definitely, definitely a bit of that. And then obviously being able to split the load with your partner is a massive help. Like if anyone had like single mothers and stuff that have so to go through that, work. I don't know how I know. they would do that. My God. Yeah, I always think fucking, this, I always think it, when I'm like in the worst part of whatever, yeah. the dealing with sleep and whatever, like there's people who've, Way worse, like fucking imagine. I because I I have a partner, so yeah, a very acti- active one. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, same as that. Yeah, the, the other big uh, driver for like um, just getting you out the door and motivated when you have kids is when your wallet starts to empty and you realize <laughs> you got no money because you just spend it on everything that's relative to being a parent, and you Good. can't even afford a, a new t-shirt. And you're like, <laughs> fuck this, I got to work. <laughs> so you're just like out there going, yeah, right, okay. It's makes money. And like all, like all kind of cynicism aside from that, that's, that's, that's like a real driver yeah, where you're yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to get out there The provider fucking, yeah. like switch kicks on and you're like, right, okay, shit's gotten real. I got a few mouths to feed and my wife's going to pull back on some work or the, the you know, whoever's the um, primary carer. And then you, someone's got to fucking put food on the table and kind of go from this place where, well, for myself where, both of both of us were earning like well and the only people we had to worry about were ourselves to like one doing the majority of the earning and then an extra mouth to feed and it just changes the dynamics you know you just you have to you have to work more or earn more over the time that you're working to live the same quality of life yeah so you just kind of kick into business mode you know i found for me and i kind of saw the same thing happen with you too as yeah definitely yeah, all of that, and and um, yeah, I guess yeah, because I was probably I mean I I had my own business before Ruby came along, yeah, but I was I was probably just coasting like I wasn't really too fussed whether I was that busy. I'd probably rather if I was a bit like just just doing enough so that I could sort of check off or, um, check out early and go to the beach or do some training or whatever. You um, doubled down. Yeah, whereas. Yeah, definitely. When when Ruby, or when we found that Ruby was coming along, um, yeah, definitely just kicked into that, kicked into that next gear, and and started to think, all right, well, I need to get my head down and actually like start to take this a bit more serious and start to try and grow the business. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then that led that that led to me then investing in a business coach and getting getting a lot more serious with it and and then seeing a lot more growth. So, yeah, definitely big kick up the ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it can it, it pushes your foresight as well because you're like okay well totally. this child's going to grow and <clears throat> as they get bigger they're going to need more food and and then they're going to have clothes and shoes and the rest of it and yeah and then you're thinking okay well what you know what didn't I have that I can give to them or what did, what kind of uh, life did I live that I want to be able to provide uh, something of of a similar quality mm. and with that you're like okay well it's going to cost you know yeah and then you're like okay. Uh, once you start getting into this place like where me and Paul are at now, where they've got like all these uh, activities and, uh, you know, whether it's music or, or um, sport or what, all of it costs, you know. And 
you, you don't want to let go of your own quality of life either. So you, you don't want to sacrifice, you know, giving yourself nice things and being able to do your exercise and being able to rest because if you're in good health and you're happy, then that filters down to the kids, you know. So, yeah, I think uh, you really have to, if you can step it up and just get more money for the time that you're spending in your business and try and hold on to uh, that spare times that you can spend with it. Because it's a real balance, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah. There's something there as well where I think you want them to be proud of, proud of you as well. Um, and that if you're, like you're talking about foresight, when you're looking ahead, you want, you know, I want Ruby to be able to look at me and say, that I was a you know a good example and that I was a hard worker and that I'd done done well for myself. So there's a that I, I definitely felt a bit more not pressure but like I felt like the need to like be be successful or be more um what's the word like just ambitious yeah, yeah like yeah exactly be more ambitious and become more successful and just do better yeah, yeah. F- for her yeah that's nice that's a real interesting one I, I've noticed um in I think about it a lot in jujitsu. I can think of one guy in particular, Paul, you know, this guy um, from the film industry, Joel Eames, Joel Eames. Yep. Um, film guy, guy. does jujitsu, really nice guy. Never, never the kind of guy, like when you're in the film industry, you're always sporadic with anything that you're trying to stay committed to. So he was always like in jujitsu for a while and then out, disappear, come back, whatever. And then um, he had a baby and (laughs) he was like, you know, like in love with this baby, you bring it to the gym, whatever. And I think he had like a couple of weeks off when it was born. And then, um, and then all of a sudden the guy, he's like sleep deprived. He's got this newborn baby. Yep. And he's training hard as a motherfucker. Yeah. And then he's <laughs> signing up for every competition that's coming up. And he's like, I'm doing all these comps. That's and the it, story. And it made me remember, cause I used to compete against these guys. <clears throat> I remember competing against like fathers with newborns and they'd be there with their partner and they'd have the newborn. And it made me think like, why the fuck now do you want to compete? Like the situation was good before, like when you had all the sleep and the time and you know maybe more resources, but now there's some kind of internal driver that's pushing you towards this, like um, to like greater levels of ambition. Yeah. What is that, do you guys think? That's, a, that's just the nature. That's, that's a primal nature thing. to defend no. the nest. Something comes near your eggs or whatever. You, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, I guess what what sort of as the we're same saying, thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. whatever you want to call it, your purpose or whatever. It's just like, um, do you all relate to it? I I definitely do. I know that when we almost had a baby uh, before we, you know, we thought we might be having a baby earlier on. I'd already started thinking to myself, and I knew that I wanted kids very young on uh, from very young. Um, that uh, I knew that I was like, fuck, I should just have, I just should just have a baby because I, it would be the greatest catalyst for me. I know I want to do all these things, and I know this is like my younger self, and maybe it wasn't so loud and, and articulate, but I knew that a baby, a kid would would help me, would be a catalyst to, to get me going. It just gets you going. There's a there's a reason to live for or whatever it is. It's just there. Yeah, it's, it's hard to ex- explain, I guess. Um, well, happiness also comes from doing things for others, you know. Like we spend a oh, lot of time absolutely. on ourselves. But yep. uh, once you start uh, living for each other, and this doesn't even have to be for your kids. It can be for a community or uh, a group of people around you where you're, you're, so right. you're, you're contributing. <clears throat> um, there's a lot, of, mm. a lot to gain from, 
from that emotionally. You know, I think humans are, are driven to 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 uh, to give uh, to one another because if you don't do it, you're you're, you're going to die out there in the natural world. So mm. there's something that's intrinsic to our nature that that makes us get great pleasure out of giving to another, and then with that being being a role model. You know, so kids will look up to you, and if you're if you're like what Aaron was talking about, setting a good good role model, then that that's like okay, well that's my potential there in my my father or my or my mother, you know, it's something that actually I always talked to Dee about. I really wanted her to continue working on her career uh, because when we had TMI, I said I just want her to know that if she wants to get out there and and you know if she wants to have kids and 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 be uh, work from from home or be a housewife, whatever. But if she wants to, if she doesn't want to take that path. Uh, and and be a housewife that she can be go out there and be a primary owner or just pursue her passion. Um, I think my wife's in a really good position to show uh, my daughter that that it's possible. You know, mm, mm. so yeah, and I feel the same way about uh, being role model for my for my son and for my daughter uh, through the active business. And I think the biggest uh, change that I felt having uh, kids was pushing. Um, into this space where I want to put more time into um, being more uh, sustainable because I think um, that same feeling of holding your kids and thinking, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, doubling down and, and putting the effort and one day I'm going to sit down and have this conversation with them and they're going to look at me as a role model. Uh, one of the, the biggest things for me was just feeling fucking guilty, um, which was kind of, uh, I don't know, at the time felt a bit strange where I'd hold my kids and I'm like, hey, I'm working, I've got money for them. I know they're going to go to a good school. Um, they're in a, an amazing um, infrastructure around them in Australia. But how much time and effort am I putting into into their future? You know what I mean? Yeah. So now I feel like being part of the business that we're in. And I was actually going to send a text to you guys um, the other night because I had a bit of a moment, same kind of moment you're talking about. I was cuddling my daughter and I felt proud of myself because I, I, I really do believe that our next steps with what we're doing with our business is directly relative to pushing humanity in, in a direction of sustainability. And for me, that's really, really important, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's interesting the way kids can, can start just kind of pushing you into, into places of discomfort and help your own personal development and growth, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, mm. it makes it, there's a lot like from the outside, it's like there's a lot, there's obviously a lot connected to that. Like there's the ambition thing, there's the, like a sense of obligation or duty. There's like a, a drive to impress, you know, like there's um, to protect, like there's all of these things that are kind of tied into that. Yeah. They're probably, I'm guessing you guys probably weren't aware of those things prior to having a kid. Like, uh, you know, I don't feel like those things are really spoken about much. Like obviously, no. yeah, like you, you're going to protect your child and do the best you can by them. But this idea that there's like intrinsic kind of um, drivers within you that, that are uh, maybe only activated to such a degree when once you step into that realm. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's very primal. Imagine, imagine when I get a hold of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Look out. That's what you've been looking for. Yeah, that's right. your training journey. All these years. <laughs> so I guess- Break um, my other knee. 
managing <laughs> managing parenthood and 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 business at the same time. So I guess what you're looking at is you got your stress cup, and then you've just added a whole bunch of extra stress into your life because it is a stress factor being a parent. And then you're taking away your sleep, and these are all the things that we promote. Okay, if you you want to live a healthy lifestyle, you want to lower your stress levels, have time, me time, decompress, and and then you know get good sleep and all this kind of stuff. But generally, in the first year or two of being a being a parent, these things are, are hard to come by, but still manageable. So, what uh, what kind of hint or tips could you give to to Joe coming into his first year of sleep deprived? What do you got, lads? Parenthood. Just try and sleep as much as you can now. <laughs> <laughs> Accumulate a surplus. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> fifteen hours. Yeah. Fifteen hours a day at least. I'm a fucking shocker with sleep. I fight it so much. Misa and I sit on the couch and look at each other and we're like, why do we fight it so much? And we'll both be yawning and we'll be like, let's just go to bed. We're going to be so happy when we get there. <laughs> it's like, but we just, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, here, that's good advice. Uh. Start catching more. What do you got, Paulie? You've known me the longest. You surely you got a lesson for me, a tip. Uh, um, oh, fuck. I guess you, like I think, uh, what do I think? Just, I guess, not to have too high expectations of any of the journey because it really does change a lot. Um, and you just kind of really got to roll with it. You know, you got to roll with it and be like, know that everything is a phase, short phase, long phase, like nothing, nothing ever stays the same. And that kind of, I think, helps you go through parts of it because there's no tips that are going to help you. You know, it's going to be tough. So yeah. it's just like, you know, as soon as it's, you know, when it's really bad, you know that it's, it probably, it usually changes after a couple of weeks, you know, and when it's good, you have to remind yourself, enjoy it because it's Doesn't probably going to change in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just, yeah, roll with it. Um, oh, look, when you talk about the tips and stuff, like I, I think that we're, we're very fortunate here. We all have partners um, and, you know, I think for a lot of other people, maybe that natural drive, that kick in, somewhere there but they might not be in a situation where they can express it you know as, great point you know, there's, there's other yeah there's other people in bad situation with couples and that's a side note i was thinking how that can negatively negatively affect people who who can't you know who can't just lean into that because um, they're not they're not creating their own future through their work or whatever they're like yeah working a job for someone else or but even that 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 primal driver to do that for a person if you're in a relationship where you you're not together. Um, you, yeah, the, the couples aren't, you're not together or you're not in a mental space where you can express all that for your child because you, maybe you're fighting with your, you're not on talking terms with your, your partner, then that can negatively affect you because I think that, you know, you want to be doing these things but you're in this conflict where you can't do them. So that energy is like building up and it can be some bad self-talk or whatever around it. Strong, I, yeah. I can think of, you know, examples of friends and family where you think of, yeah, it's, it's that driver that's not being satisfied or expressed maybe is part of the reason that, you know, gets pushes you further into a hole. I've gone on a full tangent and I've forgotten what I was saying now. <laughs> Tips for me. Yeah. Just fucking tell me, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> He's like, no. Nah. I'm sandbagging you. <laughs> watch you squirm, boy. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll offer you a little something. Yeah. Um, nah. I'd go with it. 
Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like uh, we've also done like a bit of personal development stuff, like the journal and shit, being able to step out of – because, you know, you get in a bubble, you know, at different times um, or you just get into a, a routine or a rut and, you know, the journal and stuff like that, having time to step back and think about, you know, what it is, where it sits on the whole spectrum is very important. You're like – this is, this is actually awesome shit. And, you know, I've done it many, many times. Where I'm writing like, you, when I think of like, you know, training, it's the challenges that make you better type thing. Mm. It's like the ultimate one of that. You know, if you want to be, I believe, you know, it's one of, one of the greatest things that ever, anyone could do um, is like go up against this battle. You know what I mean? And have this development. It's like offered to you and it's on a psychological and primal level that's just... Whatever I just think it is, is if you can keep looking using the, the journal and, and remember why throughout, you know the whole tough parts, and you know it goes a long way. I've got a little tip for you. Here we go. Um, this is something me and Sarah did bef- uh, just before we became along, but um, have a chat with your partner. So have a chat with Misa and um plan like or sort of try and envision what it's going to look like when baby comes um in terms of like you know doing doing night feeds uh splitting up you know whether it's going to be like a 50 50 split straight down the middle whether you're going to get up and then she gets up or whether you do one night and she does one night or or whether she's if she's breastfeeding whether she's just going to do all the night feeds or, or how that's going to work but being really clear about that um before the baby comes rather than baby coming and then and then you're like just you just sort of wing it and then it ends up being like uh, you know, I'm doing more than you or you're not doing enough or that sort of thing. But just having a conversation around that, um, you know, like if you're busy in your work, like me and Sarah had the chat and at the time, obviously she was going on maternity leave and uh, and all of that. And I was, um, we sort of made the decision that she would do um, most of the night feeds um, just because I was quite busy at the time and I had to be up early and I was getting home late and I'm working with people all day, you know, so I'm like face to face with people all day. The job we do is not really, especially when you're like PT and not really the job where you can afford to like be cranky or be, you know, like you have to put the, your sort of best foot forward all the time. It's not like if you're working on a building or something, you can sort of just get your head down and do the work. You don't have to be nice to anyone as such. Yep. So, um, so I think sleep is really important for that. Um, but just, yeah, my tip would be just to have a chat around that and, and uh, have a bit of a plan in place before the baby comes so that you're like both clear on what your roles are and um, that you're both happy with, with it. That's very cool. Mm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we did the same. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it, was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was important. I, I can imagine it'd be very easy to just come home with the baby for the first one and then just be figuring this shit out without ever thinking about it, eh? Like, or even talking, or even maybe you thought about it in your own mind, but never having communicated it with your partner. Yeah. And then you are like a month in, two months in, and there's some kind of thing going on, but yeah. it's never been planned or expectations set. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important. Like extension of that tip would be um, to, yeah, have a, have a community, um, especially for the mother, um, but also for the guy as well. Um, uh, the hospital's offer a mother's group I think um, and there's mother's groups that go around whether it's a mother's group or you maybe you have a tight family like uh, you have to have someone to talk to um, she 
wants to talk to like because you don't ha- have all the understandings of all the little things that she's going through while she's doing all the breastfeeding and you've also got your frustrations you'll have us and we'll be able to chat about it um but having those conversations and, and sharing the experiences with someone i really our mother's group was amazing like we couldn't have done it without a mother's group i couldn't always be there to have those conversations with tash and like i said i, I didn't always understand what she was going through but having uh, someone that's on the same timing as you, like you're going to have tea, you guys will be doing it at the same time. That's great for you. And, and for Misa, maybe she's got some friends around, but it would be great if she had, you know, you had some people that was going through it so you could have these conversations because you can really get stuck in a bubble. And, um, you know, I know we had some times where we were like trying to figure something out and it was someone just mentioned something. You're like, oh shit, fuck, we should just try that. It's a lot of experimenting going on, hey. It was like, wouldn't sleep, and someone was like, "Why are you feeding her?" And you're like, "Oh, she's eating all this stuff." And like, she's not eating any carbs, I think it was. And you know, bam, we just fed her a bunch of carbs, and you know, during the day, and then she just we went. It was just like a full flip. She then sleeping. it was like sleeping for Fehok or Wyclef. I can't remember. Just went turned. Yeah, so it's just having those people around you, um, just to chat and feedback and bounce ideas off. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll be coming all at you guys. I'll be breaking down in tears up here in the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say another good piece of advice is to uh, not lose uh, sight on the relationship between you and your partner. Because sometimes, well, especially with the first, it just it's all about the baby. And you're mm. like, oh, baby this, mm. baby that. And, and it's just babies there between you all the time. Mm. And that's the, the full focus. And then uh, uh, if you're not – like any relationship, it needs to be maintained and you've got to put effort and time and love into it. Uh, if you don't keep that, uh, you know, uh, stoked, then it starts to come apart at the seams a little bit and especially if you're both tired and then things get snappy and before you know it, you know, you've, you've, you've lost sight of the fact that your baby or your children – solely depend on the relationship that you have with the other adult in the house mm. and if that's in a good place then if you're you're happy the kids are happy yeah is what i'm trying to say in short you know so if if things aren't happy at home then the kids aren't happy at home and you've ruined your chance to have another one your next one <laughs> 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 it's so true yeah it's so true and just like that getaway you know yeah. getting up to hunter valley spending some time together and just, you know, rebonding and making sure that your relationship is, is nice and strong because it gets tested. You hear a lot of relationships that go into, you know, they have the kids and then a a couple of years later, it's just, it's just, it's over Mm. or Or before. Yeah. Before Before because it's, or once the kids start to kind of leave because you've just drifted from your partner and then you're like, you don't have anything in common anymore. Mm. So, it's a, yeah. I, do you guys feel like, and you know, this is me looking from the outside of it. Do you feel like a lot of that, because you, you think about like how parenthood happens now and you talk about like this bubble and it's, um, it's you and your partner and the child or the children and you're in your house and our houses are all closed off, you know, fence and all that. 
and you Not don't, great. yeah, you don't have this community that you can. You, you said yep. it the other day. Did you say it? I know maybe Misa said it, but you know, it takes a village to raise a child, and you Correct. think about, yeah, it's totally. I think about true. your family with you know kids. You got like siblings, and but even us, you, you know, you guys are still closed off. But you, but you do a good effort as a modern family. Yes, like all of you do of yep. being with other families mm. and sharing the load of the kids in a sense, even totally. just on a weekend. Yeah, but I guess a lot of people like maybe Azza, like it's you don't have family here. So mm. it's harder for you to get that. You've got to go and create it with friends or, you know, people in mother's group or whatever. Yeah. But do you think that, that that modern aspect of the whole child raising thing now is, is largely what allows the kid to come between the two? Because it's just those two rather than like, oh, so-and-so can look after it for a few hours and we can have our lunch or, you know? When I um, took TMI back to the Cook Islands, and this is directly relative to what you're talking about, uh, we were in the uh, customs line. And the customs officer comes up to Deanne and says, uh, give me the baby. And, <laughs> and Tim, I was, I think she was about a year old. Big chubby thing. And, um, and Dee kind of looks at me. I was like, you know, you could give it, give her, give it to I. And she's kind of like reluctantly handing over our baby. And then she just walks off. <laughs> and I know what's going on. Like my grandmother's told customs to get the baby and bring it out to the family. So I don't <laughs> have to wait in line. <laughs> and um, there was a window with all the family on the other side. And Dee's like looking around. She's like, where's the baby? I remember where's telling me about she, that. Where's the baby? <laughs> and then you see this like little chubby thing just getting passed around <laughs> between like 15, 20 people. One mm. person's got a, next one's got a, um, Dee's like, my gosh, she's going to freak out. And I was like, just let it kind of be and, and let's see how she responds. And she was completely fine. She just, it was almost like she knew that she was with family. It's like the smells, the facial, the facial recognitions, the, the every, like the, every, they just know, you know what I mean? And over the time that we were there with these big groups, your kid wouldn't cry once. Because <laughs> it constantly had attention and stimulation from a, huge amount of different adults that were all very close to each other and it was like okay that's that's what what we've come from you know what i mean and what we have now is definitely an artificial environment so to try and find a little bit of that back or try and get a little bit of that back i think is really important mm. I, I think if uh, if you go into parenthood and you and you you think of it like this bubble and you're like okay i've got to protect my child from the outside world and have them on me all the time you just you're creating a lot more work for yourself and you're probably not doing your kids a hell of a lot of favours, uh, no. to be honest. Mm. You know? mm. uh, you're creating that kind of clingy need in, neediness and that's just a personal opinion of my own. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah I totally agree, um, for sure. I, I, all of those things. And when it comes back to when you're talking about the relationship, um, yeah, I think that in a natural environment, you're not, you're not supposed to be on your child all the time. And uh, I guess it's part, um, it's part also just like cultural kind of norms and expectations now. It will at least in the areas that we live and stuff like that. No, that'd be the Where same in a big Irish family though, too, wouldn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, we are I actually had the, we had the opposite effect with Ruby when we went home though. But she was only very young. She was only six yeah. weeks old when we flew home. Mm. But, oh, that's um, really young. Yeah, it was yeah. very young. But we got to the airport and there was like probably 30 people there um, <laughs> from Sarah and my, and my family. And um, 
yeah, she just got like passed around straight away. Like we just had got, gotten out of the gate and then someone straight over, like, you know, taking right. her. And then next thing she was just being passed around everyone. And then we went back to my house for breakfast and we had breakfast and she was being passed around again. Everyone was like, you know, obviously just in love with her. And then, and then everyone left and it was like really quiet. And Sarah went back. I remember Sarah went back uh, to her house to get some rest. And I kept Ruby in my house. And uh, I was like, oh, grand, you know, I'll get some time alone now with my, you know, my mom and dad and they can enjoy, you know, just, just a few of us. And uh, she just kicked off and just started like, she was so (laughs) upset. Yeah, She just started crying and we had to, she was just in a terrible mood. Yeah, And I think it was, she was over, overstimulated. Yeah. So she was, uh, I remember my sister had to bring her out for a walk to try and like calm her down. It was, it was a solid like four or five oh, hours of just trying, yeah. to, trying to relax her. Oh, that's cute. Like, supposedly a, a, a newborn uh, hits the same decibel as like a, a large jackhammer. Oh. Yeah, that's the... the, the really? Yeah. That's like how loud it is. Very, very loud. Fuck. Very loud. So funny. You like, what kind of materials can block that sort of sound <laughs> out? <laughs> Not even eat like carpets. I mean, what are we looking at yet? <laughs> distance. No, it's can't sleep. Purely distance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It can put a lot of pressure on the relationship for sure. Especially when you're, you just got that one thing you're putting all your eggs into and all your focus. And like you said, too, like lots of people are like, I just. I got to do everything right by this baby, but it's it's kind of like that whole uh, uh, what is it like uh, protect and expose type thing, you know. If you create the ideal scenario, or the, the you know one that you think in your head all the time, it's not always doing them a service. Like they need to be outside sometimes. They need to have you time. They need to have other people time. You know what I mean? It's got to be that balance. And yeah, you see a lot of people putting a lot of effort into it, and it becomes a bit of a bubble. But yeah, it's like just us. Just us or just quiet room, like not a peep. Yeah. Babies that just, you know, everything's got to be quiet all the time. That that does a little disservice as well because then they can't fall asleep when you're on the bus. Like my, my kids actually sleep pretty quiet. You know, we've got these blackout shutters and stuff like that. And I've always tried to drag it the other direction. We're kind of good because we drag each other. Uh, in each direction on a lot of things and we meet in the middle which is quite good but you well, you would have come from a very your your household would never have been quiet no ever. and you can not. sleep anywhere <laughs> i can uh, or can in, in any north. anywhere <laughs> yeah i can which is such a, a, a massive <laughs> I know. attribute i know um well and i was over at my my sister's for my mom's birthday we had dinner last wednesday night and um i was watching her and like it's nine o'clock and her kids are up and I'm thinking my kids have already been asleep for an hour um, and it, they're not usually up that late. Um, but she does, she's just, it's a little looser, you know, um, not that that's wrong or anything, but I was watching how her, her kid Josiah, who's, how old is he? 10 months or something like that, just like fell asleep on her arms, just like we we're all talking and, you know, they can do, they can fall asleep like this. And then his older sister, uh, Carmen, who's just turned three, came up. And my sister was talking and he's like asleep in her arms. She just came up and just like pulled his eyelids open with her thumbs. And, like, yeah. and, he, and he just went, he just went, <laughs> and he woke up, he was like, <laughs> and, he just went, nah. and he just went back to sleep again. <laughs> I was like, oh man, she's, she's freaking vicious. She's a savage, that young girl. Just like, yeah, pulled him open and then ran off again. It's great. But um, yeah. Yeah. That I told you the story that played out how when Paul and I would travel around Europe and we'd get on or Japan and we'd get on a fucking train and it'd always be like a you know a pretty long distance thing. We'd be going, you know, from one town to another or one part of the country to another and 
um, we'd get on and be like, oh, you know, we're on this train for like 40 <laughs> minutes or you know, an hour and a half, whatever. We'd get on the Soso station and Paul would be like, oh, okay, sweet. And then just like fall asleep. And I would be like instantly, <laughs> even before he fell asleep, I'd be like, don't we can't miss our stop. <laughs> Got to make sure I fucking know, you know, which town's coming up. And so I'd be like looking at the towns every town. What? And then, you know, then I'd be like, Paul, it's time to get out. And Paul would be like, oh, what, what? Okay, cool, thanks, man. And I was like, motherfucker, you can sleep Fresh. anywhere. Yeah. But it was also like, even if he let me go to sleep, I wouldn't have been able to go to sleep. Like if he said, I'll, yeah. stand, I'll sit, watch. Mm. I just, uh, you know, I, I came from, you know, I was never around cousins and loud rooms and it was like I'm in my own bedroom sleeping like mm. you know so I, I know what you mean about that disservice <laughs> mm. in terms of like creating a, a requisite mm, mm. for mature life mm. yeah it's funny that yeah it's a balance I guess for, for everything I think um, one of the one of the best things about what we do and it's not it's not um, possible for a lot of people is that we can bring our kids to work and uh, and now that my, my kids are at an age I can actually have them in the gym while I'm training and they're kind of training with me yes. or while I'm taking even some of my clients, you know, uh, class. They're, yeah, they've just been around the space. Self-sufficient. For a long time now. So um, not only do they do they get that uh, like role modeling experience, not just from me, but from uh, a lot of other good quality role models in the gym. Um they um they get to see what I do at work, but I get extra time with my kids, which is really really good. You know, sometimes it's a pain in the ass, but you know, when when your kids want to come to to see you at work, it's it's awesome. That's cool. So good. Yeah, especially when you got someone like Ty, who's oh, I love him. I <laughs> love that guy. I had I was showing them some video of me on the straps, which was. Very impressive, I must say. <laughs> I had put a lot of work into the into the training for the straps, and my daughter loves doing all the aerial stuff. So I was like showing them the video, and they're sitting there silent, staring at it, very unimpressed. And then I I do like a roll up and I come back down, and then um, Ty pops into frame like full face shot, and gives like the eyebrows and juby lips, and then a shocker. And my kids are like, oh, oh that is so good. It's Dad, rewind that bit, rewind that bit. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, it was great. I was like, okay, so there's role models here in this space. Yeah, It's not Dad, the Daggy Dad, um, but they're good role models. And kids are going to look for role models elsewhere other than yourself. So um, I think it's, you know, it's just such a benefit to know that, that, that they're here under our roof, you know? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's great. Clarice told me that Ty says, like, sometimes they'll get up, like, on a Saturday and be like, oh, what are we going to do? And he'll be like, oh, I think um, Ty Nui's going to be at the gym today, so we should go there. <laughs> I They're go, all buddies. I want to go see him. Yeah. And she's like, all right. And then he <laughs> fucking comes and hangs out with him for hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, my son Two is fa- Two has ties. really found his passion. He loves breakdancing. Wow. He just loves so it. So cool. Yeah, yeah, right. He loves it. Yeah, he does a lot good, of lying good, around. He's getting good at it now. He is, yeah. He's, he's doing headstands. Headstand. Yeah. He's got a little bit of a spin going. Yeah. But yeah, it's great. That's unreal. Yeah, because all the other stuff I've been trying to almost push him into things a little bit. Um, I don't have a, like, t- I don't have, never had that issue with TMI. She just does everything. If anything, I'd put the handbrake on her. But Ty's very, real, like, he has to observe and, look at things before he you know, throws himself in and then he'll decide whether he wants to do it or not. Um, 
but this is different. Yeah, he just like anytime someone wants to dance, he's just it's it's on for him now. So good. Yeah, which I'm stoked about. So, what do you guys think? Like, uh, you know, we kind of sort of touched on it already, but the starting a business at the same time that you're having kids and going through that, like, wh- you know, what's what's with that, and what are the you know, is there looking back at having all done it yourself to some degree, like as you were saying, you started pushing your, your PT business real hard at that point. And obviously, T, we had the gym opening and then Paul, the gym was opening when Felker was born. Yeah. I guess you were more, you were still more in the film industry at that time. But Yeah, I was. But same kind of deal, like startup and also kid. What's the, could you have done anything differently there? Is there a way that can, that can be better managed? Or is it just, you know, is it is it kind of somehow taking it all on at once is what is the beauty of it and that's the the driver? No, I think it's good. It goes hand in hand yeah. almost. Because, uh, yeah, it goes hand in hand. What better what better, what better better thing to motivate you than, you know? Yeah. It's providing. A, yeah. It's great. And usually when I think about people who are starting a business, usually – yeah, like it's either coming from having businesses before, so you're generally entrepreneurial, or you're someone who's had a job working for whoever it is or your life or a company. It's a big change in your life where you're like, hey, I want to take a I want to do my own thing now, and I want to have some agency with the direction in which my life's going. So it's usually at a bit of a spring where you're also thinking of maybe you're stopping partying or going out so much and you're kind of like – you know, what's the next step, maybe with a partner or not. So it's, I don't think it's that uncommon that they, they, they happen at the same time. Um, yeah, and it's just, yeah, it's a great driver at the same time. Um, yeah, you're saying like, is it a better way to, to manage it? Um, is there a better way? Like, it doesn't seem like logical to do it at the same time type thing. Do one before the other. Um, and someone said... So I don't know who it was who said to, to, to us or me um, that, uh, yeah, if you, want, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. And just the idea is that like when you're, when you're working, when you're busy, you're generally busy. More it's productive. just a, more productive. Yeah. So you get things done because you're in that mode of work. Yeah. Um, and whatever, whatever that is, like when you're, yeah, when, when you're the opposite, like it's hard, everything's difficult to do. But when you're in the middle of a, a big project or something like that, you can you can take on a bit more. And I'm not sure exactly what that is, but we kind of identified that at a time. This is uh, talking about when Tash went to start studying, and uh, we were like looking at the situation, and there was other reasons as well. And we were like, "Fuck it, let's just do it. It's good timing." By the time you know we were planning ahead, but it was like, "By well, the time you're done, the kids will be this age." And anyway my wife went and studied for three years and just finished. Um, I was very proud of her just in December, November, just gone. Um, so yeah, three years of study while raising two kids and then she was pregnant for the last year. Um, but she, she just yeah. did it. She just drove through it. Late nights, hustling, whatever, shift work between me and granny and the rest of the family and babysitters and stuff. But um, yeah, it's there's just like a gear there. Um that just helps you keep going. Yeah, unreal. That's 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 a massive effort. Yeah, my gosh, my god. Um, yeah, I think I think ideally it's good. 
like T was saying, I think it's it's uh, they go well hand in hand because it gives you that bit of a drive. But I think it will be, I think we're all quite lucky because we've all got good good partners, and I think it would be impossible. Like I mean, it just wouldn't happen. You know, you need that. You need that. Mm. Um, often, you know, like it's Sarah at home, like support network. Yes, yeah, yeah just totally. in the support network, definitely. Or for us, we didn't have that, so it's just sort of me and Sarah by ourselves. Mm. Um, we we have friends and stuff, obviously, but they don't know because they're not. They don't have kids. None of them have kids. We're the first to have kids, so like, you know, they're trying to help, but they they're not on the same wavelength because they don't understand what we're going through. We're so the they same. don't really they don't yeah. really they care, but they don't care, you know. Yeah. So it's like, um, but yeah, like with it, with her at home, like the amount of work that she done at home was just you know un- unbelievable, um, mm. and that then allowed me to, um, to go out and actually work on my business and. Mm you know, build it. And it was the same for you guys, I'm sure, when you opened up here, um, you know. It, and we're very, very lucky as well to have, to work the jobs that we do, that we're allowed, that we're, it allows us to go home and help out at home as well and spend some time at home um, with with our children and with our partners. Um, so I think we're, we're blessed really to be in the the position we're in, you know, ah, working yeah. the job we're working. Um, sure. But yeah, like shout out to the, to the mums out there or the you know the other halves out there um, solo players yeah and yeah, the and yeah like yeah it's a lot of work and um yeah we wouldn't be able to you know start a business or build grow a business if it wasn't for them yeah i just thought of a, a really a big thing that happened to me which is a tip which is um which is what you were saying that part of what you're saying is uh take help um don't be afraid to take help oh, yeah. from from friends and family because we try to one. do it on our own, like yeah. you know, yeah. you do, and you don't want to put people out or people offer, but you never take the offer, mm. um, or you just want to do it yourself, or you think your baby's only good with you type thing. Yeah, you yeah. gotta, you gotta take if someone offers you, you gotta let go of it and whatever it is. If it's and for me, it was like a, a bit of a money thing, and moving back to the in laws, it was like a, it was like you want to be Mister Independent, you know, and you want to lead forward, but it was like for the long term this is better for my family and you have to kind of like go i need help and that's hard for people to admit and then the other tip that i drew out of that was um they're a great motivator uh oh like you said something if you're hitting a training plateau just have a kid <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah as your fucking training's gone through the roof in the last year and a half just have a kid oh. bust through that How's plateau it? easy <laughs> yeah handstands dialed in your fight training's just like I mean there wasn't yeah. really a fight training no that's, only, that's, rec- that's very it's, recent but it's a thing yeah it's definitely a thing yeah yeah it's good body it's composition in a, it's in a good place it's in a good place at the moment yeah but for a while it definitely the dad bod was threatening yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you read the article that T wrote, which was um, avoid the, f- the the fat dad trap, <laughs> the one that he got some negative criticism? Oh, for. that was a long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah, I haven't actually known. Well, there's statistical da- data on fathers and newborns, and there's like a really high percentage of men that would just put on weight, get fat, get yeah. fat as yeah. soon as the kids come. So yeah, you got to avoid that trap. Don't you laugh, Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think it triggered a few fathers out there that Did, read that. Yeah, they're all yeah, big ones. Well, it's like because training is for a lot of big people. Ones. It's not high on the it's not high on the on the list of priorities. And for yeah. me, it wasn't. It was before Ruby. It was. It was like work, get my you know work out of the way, and then train or or whatever. And then when Ruby oh, came I along, remember. it was like work. Yeah, or it was like work, and then go home, 
and work the second job, which is, you know, help out at home and, and be there. Um, training just wasn't even getting a look in. Like, so it took, it took a massive backseat, you know, for, for a while. I'd be getting a little bit in, but you'd feel almost guilty about training as well. Yeah, Cause you'd be like, hugely. you know, you'd be like, oh, like, cause Sarah was, wasn't training either. And she used to train, she, she trains now. She was doing CrossFit like, um, a lot in the lead up, but, um, yeah, so I was like, oh, well, she can train and, you know, I'm training. Like, you, you feel a bit bad as well. Totally. So definitely took a backseat for a while. But, but yeah, you got to get it back. I think, um, again, that might be something that you should have a chat to me about before <laughs> <laughs> you go. Now, uh, training. Four sessions a week. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> reasonable. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> three times. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, like two evenings, three evenings. At, no, four evenings at jiu-jitsu a week. Yeah. Two here and two at, you know, yeah. Alliance. And, and if you've got a partner that's understanding with that as well, and obviously that's something that's really important to all of us is to train, you know, for like the, the just to keep just to keep your head right. If we're happy, baby's happy, as he said before. Yeah, like it's so important to us. So yeah, if you've got a partner that understands that and is, is cool with that, that's that's a massive plus. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good one to wrap it on there, guys. Um, yeah. Thanks for the chat, gents. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, Azza. Yeah, cheers. Good performance from you today, mate. Thank you. <laughs> Get better each time. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks Panavor, for the coffee. You guys are legends. Appreciate you guys. If you haven't checked him out, go him up there in Pagewood. If you want any help from us, you can get us um, at Jungle Brothers Movement on Instagram or on the webpage, junglebrothers.com. Internships, workshops, amazing coaching, personal training, group stuff, it's all happening. So get at us. And if you like the episode, please share it with a friend, take a screenshot, tag us, post it on your Instagram, make it a thing that helps to support the show. Uh, it's, we're now on Spotify too, if you didn't know. So iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next week. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Thank you. See you.